showing us after party, but to everyone in chat is now. Hey guys, welcome to Prodigy Esports Podcast. It's going to be a really short kind of pre-show. It's only about two minutes until the Sony press conference starts right now, but we had a little bit of technical issues, so I just want to hop in and I want to introduce you uh, to my co-host that's going to be for this watch along. This is the man from down under. Which is AKA Wisconsin, Hayden Schwartz, and as always, I'm going to be your co-host, Andrew Nimsgren. Um, not going to have too much time to kind of talk through it because we have less than a minute and a half now. But we already know that Sony's been saying that they really want to focus a lot on Death Stranding, Spider-Man, Ghost of Tsushima, Tsushima, and uh, what was the fourth one? Can you Last of Us Part Two? Last Out of those four two. games, which one are you probably the most excited for? Hands down, for me, it's Spider-Man. Really? Why Spider-Man? Just something you grow up with. Big fan of Marvel movies, especially with the big month coming up with Infinity War. Uh, you can't just not go with them. Uh, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Yeah, oh God. <laughs> no. I don't know. I think all four of these games are going to be amazing. I really hope we start seeing some release dates kind of on them. I mean, honestly, we you know Spider-Man comes out in the fall. Rest of them are kind of up in the air still. I mean, mm-hmm. Last of Us Part Two is definitely the easy answer, but I'm really excited to see more of kind of Ghost of Tsushima. But with that, we are under a minute, so that is going to be all for the post-show. Audio listeners, I'm very sorry for not much of a pre-show, but we will see you on the other side of the conference. We are jumping into the live show for the Sony Press Conference 2018 E3. I will see you guys then, and let's go, video listeners. Thanks so much. And this is going to be the official post-show for the 2018 Sony press conference for E3. First off, we're going to go through kind of step-by-step what kind of happened. But what are your initial reactions to the um, conference without giving away too much? Okay, yeah. I, I think they did a really good job on gripping the nostalgia of previous games that they've had. Uh, I think they did a really good job of showcasing with gameplay where some uh, showcases decide to just show maybe a teaser trailer or something um, god-awful like we had seen with a few showcases already. Sony did it right this year, I think. I think that they have some games that fans have been waiting for. Uh, They have some games that um, are going to set the stage for single-player games to come, hands down, and uh, I think they did a really clever job with the initial opening, too. Uh, in the setting that they put them in, so. Yeah, um, I'm going to be honest, I am a little disappointed. I'll kind of touch on that a little bit as we get in. I mean, it's by far not my favorite conference, and I'm a huge Sony shill for any of you guys that know me at all. Like, you know how big of a Sony guy I kind of am. So I'll honestly say, like, we got the four games, like, they kind of tempered our expectations, but I still thought they'd had that one big surprise, and I didn't really give that. Yeah, we got what we knew we were going to get. And not um, much more. So, whereas, like, you look at the Bethesda conference, and we got what we didn't know we were going to get. Yeah. <laughs> so let's kind of jump in and kind of go step by step um, of kind of what happened here and what we kind of saw. I didn't take notes or anything, which is kind of my bad. So I'll go through the both of what I remember. Hayden kind of hop in on any names sure. or anything that I kind of Absolutely. forget on. But what we kind of did is started opened up the conference with The Last of Us. I was kind of, I wasn't very thrown off by this, but they opened up in a church-like kind of scene. They had a guy playing a banjo, which seems to be very kind of familiar with what other conferences are doing, kind of with the musical act opening up. And then they jump right into a 
cinematic gameplay. So like there's cinematics in it, and the gameplay very much to a cutscene, and you're kind of cutting back and forth on it. But the reason they're in the church is because that lined up exactly with the opening kind of scene of the cinematic for The Last of Us, which I thought was really kind of a cool point. But going in more, they started showing some gameplay. And god damn, does this game look beautiful, but like almost a different game in terms of the tone. The first one you had that kind of more adventure vibe and like you're kind I'm of I'm going to cut you off right here real quick. They're showing something on the stream. Oh, uh, um, they... I think it's a short trailer. Um, I'm not going to bring it up on screen. I mean, okay. if it's not during the main one, like it ended. Um, kind of keep an eye out for what that name is as I'm kind of going on and kind of. Yeah, I'm going to just too. keep it in the background. But um, this game looks like more of The Last of Us. I mean, the graphics looks absolutely amazing. But this game is so brutal compared to the first one. Like It's going to be more intense than ever. Absolutely get that vibe. There does not seem to be like that vibe of hope or like <laughs> laughing or anything kind of like that. We did not right. see Joel or anything kind of in that trailer, which I'm really curious about kind of seeing where that comes if he's going to be in this game. They're probably going to make us wait until the day the game is released if Joel's going to be in this or not. They're probably doing that very much on purpose, leaving us kind of open to it. But this game looks beautiful. The gunplay looks smooth and very similar to the first one more crafting mechanics um the very like interactable um environments everything about this game looks absolutely amazing i'm excited for it as ever i said i had about 9.5 hype for it that stays there and as the day i get closer it's going to keep going up by 0.1.1 until <laughs> it comes out then it's going to be that 10 out of 10 but so kind of after seeing that trailer kind of where are you standing on it do you think that trailer made you more hype for it or what are kind of your reactions to that trailer i think for a guy that's not traditionally a story driven player or last of us kind of player i think that that kind of pulls people like me in um they they tell they immerse you in this environment right that you're not used to you haven't seen before in a video game i mean what one scene they had you gutting a guy who's hanging I mean, how much worse does that get for that guy, right? Like, they put you in this world that you haven't seen in a video game yet. Uh, a, a world that you're related to the characters. Sure, it was like the first one, but but this one's going to take you that much further in 2019 when this comes out. Maybe. They didn't put a release date on any of the <laughs> games they showed today that wasn't already with a release date, which goes to show how far out these are. I mean, we're going to be seeing Ghost of Tsushima. We're going to be seeing Death Stranding. We're going to be seeing Last of Us at E3 again next year. And I don't think Absolutely. we'll get a release date for any of these games until next year. So, I'll buy that. And that might be why it was a little let down. Um, <laughs> E3 is really a hype train. I mean, yes, for future projects, but people like to see what you're going to release this year. People don't like to wait. Yeah. And I understand that you want to keep people up to date. At the same time, what were the games that were coming out this year? Spider-Man? Well, they had God of War come out earlier this year, too. God of War already, I mean, which, which is awesome. That's two huge studios but... and two a huge game for them. So I don't Absolutely. want to... I mean... But you're also... This is, the, this is the conference for the number one selling console. But you don't want to put them all within a couple months. I mean, you. I mean, these are your big games for the... Right. These four games they showed today are the four benchmarks for the remainder of the PS4 life. 
So they're going to spread those out. They have these dates kind of in their head already and that they're going to make these last right. because they need to. And then they're going to have a new launch generation with the PS5. And I think that's why they're showing these games and they're going to kind of milk them out. I think it's people are going to get sick of that real quick. But we'll, we'll talk more about that at the end. Let's keep kind of going through the sure. conference and kind of going on. So after the Last of Us trailer ended, they had to move us from the church to the actual stage. So during that time, we saw um, a teaser trailer for the new Destiny um, expansion coming out. Um, I think that was really the only gameplay we really saw um, between that. Am I correct? Uh, yeah. So... It was a trailer, um, cinematic trailer. Um, no gameplay, of course. It's coming out this, uh, what did they say, September? Yeah. September 9th, I believe it was. Sometime maybe. Yeah. Somebody can quote me. Um, they're trying to save a sinking ship. I'm not going to knock Destiny 2. Uh, I just know that the people that had purchased it, it, their player bases really died down quite a bit. I think that we all know that. Um, I was a fan of the game personally. I liked it. Uh, and it's it's nice to see that they have DLC still coming out for such a negative reaction to it. Um, but I'll give them an E for effort, for sure. And uh, it kind of kind of lights a spark a little bit, but at the same time, I just know I'm not going to go back. There's too much going on right now and too much going on in the fall. So Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, I'm not a big enough Destiny guy to want to go back. And I mean, sure, it comes out in September, so there's not too much really out of that point yet. But I just don't see myself wanting to go back with, so many upcoming games that I'm really looking forward to. And I think it is a $40 expansion, too, for Destiny. Mm. So it's not, it's like buying a whole new game. And I, at that point, I'm just going to kind of save up and go on. So, yeah, I think they are kind of in trouble there. I mean, the people are going to come back and really enjoy it, and it's going to do well. But it's too bad that they had to wait till a huge expansion to get people to kind of come back and be into it. But. After that, I want to kind of get on, make sure we get on the good chunk on the four pillars. Is we moved on to Ghost of Tsushima, and we saw the first gameplay, and again another absolutely stunning looking game. A huge kind of map that uh, not a map, very pretty. But, yeah, a huge kind of scene that they set up here in the middle of a Mongolian invasion. Um, we follow the main character as he kind of storms a little temple, um, and. What really surprised me is we saw our first kind of gameplay of Ghost of Tsushima, and it is very slow, methodical, and almost like every hit kind of counts. We never saw the main character really taking a lot of damage, but it's like it's not the hack and slash kind of style that I definitely thought. It's like, okay, he's coming to attack, block, he kind of resets, slash, slash, block. Like it's very, very long pauses like, in between. You get into like a good slow kind of rhythm. Yeah. But I was expecting for like kind of a combo button, very going quick. I mean, you did see parts where it's kind of QTE almost kind of things where you can chain enemies or you can do the stealth kills and stuff kind of like that. But the game. Was, what, what do you describe as is, is like Last of Us graphics meets Assassin's Creed? Not even meets Assassin's Creed. For Honor. It's very much, I'd consider the Tomb Raider, Last of Us kind of style of game. Okay. Like, it's not the really heavy, fast combat. Like, you're not going into this game for really great, entertaining combat. You're going for a beautiful storytelling game. I think this is for sure story-driven. It's going to Absolutely. be challenging. I think with it being slow and methodical, it's going to be like every hit's going to count. You run into bosses where you can't really miss a block or anything kind of like that. 
So it's going to be a challenging game, and it's going to be a great game with a very niche audience, but I don't think it's going to have the very wide mainstream appeal that Spider-Man is going to have, or Last of Us is going to have, or that God of War had. It's going to be a much more niche game. And my mm-hmm. hype for it, kind of seeing after this trailer, I was really excited to see more of this. I'm sitting at, like, a six on the hype train for this. Like, I'm really not that into it. Like, I at this point, unless they show me more, I'm probably not picking up the game. Yeah, I mean, I, this is... Hands down, this is not my type of game. I'll just be honest. Um, I think it's really cool what they showed, though. I, I think I, they have a really good thing with what they got going uh, for that niche crowd audience that, that likes this style, likes that culture, likes this art. Um, at the same time, I think I'm going to stick with the main guns on this one. we got so much going on this fall. you got Fallout 76, you got Call of Duty Battlefield, and you got all these other ones like Red Dead coming out. I don't think I'm going to spend my money on this game. Yeah. Uh, again, honestly. I don't think this one's come this... They would have gave us a release date this come fall, so this is probably coming sometime next year. My guess was another game with no release date. Once again, also yeah, like I said, um, Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, and Death Stranding, all which were shown, all had no release date. Um, Spider-Man release date is already confirmed. So we'll talk about Death Stranding a little later, or that might be the next one. So after Ghost of Tsushima, we kind of mentioned that we kind of gave our kind of impressions on that. Then we saw um, the finally. They kind of brought back Resident Evil 2, showed the remaster trailer for that, Audience and Wild. The game looks really good for, uh, I think, originally a PlayStation game. A lot of people have been waiting for this game for a year. A lot of people didn't think this was ever going to happen. So I'm glad to kind of see it finally come to fruition. There's a lot of people that are so fucking excited for this game. You heard the cheers. You heard the I'm cheers. I'm not really a big Resident Evil guy. I didn't. I'm like, yes, like during a watch long. It's a pioneer in the zombie genre. It's, yeah. a, it's a pioneer and what they're putting out. I was very excited to see it come out because I'm like, I know how much people are wanting and how people are asking for it. So that's kind of why I got excited. But outside of that, another game I'm probably not picking up. Hype, maybe a three or four. I don't think I've ever really played a Resident Evil game. I don't really plan on picking this one up here again. I don't know when this is coming out. I think they said that had a 2019 release date. But again, I think 2019 is setting up to be as good of a year as 2018. So I just don't think there's going to be room for me i could be wrong it could be maybe a 30 40 game could change it on that price point maybe but i think this is going to be the full 60 remaster version and it's going to be for that big audience of resident evil lovers which is not me they do have they do have quite the following i will say don't i think they have a movie even oh yeah, um, there's a couple of resident <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, they have like one, so right? many you know i i this is a safe move by Sony. Like they're just pretty much printing money with this one. Yeah, I don't think you can go wrong. Um, yeah. This is smart, and there's a huge crowd for it. Uh, you know, it doesn't fit into our play style or what, what we want to look for. But that was an awesome trailer. Uh, yeah, a lot of it was cinematic at the same time, but the whole thing's cool. Cinematic. It's cool. I'm not gonna say the nostalgia wasn't there because people that like it like it, and they're gonna get it. So it was a good choice by them. Yeah. And then Safe following bet. that, we did get the, as far as I'm aware, the reveal of the Pirates of the Caribbean world inside Kingdom Heart 3. They showed some of the other worlds, another kind of a new trailer that we've not yet seen before. So that's awesome. Microsoft, Sony both got a reveal of a world. I think that was kind of a very good partnership. I mean, Kingdom Hearts is a huge game that so many people are looking forward to in the fall. That's another game we haven't been talking about. It comes out next spring, and there are going to be lines out the door to get this game on release date. So I think it's very cool that they kind of mentioned that. And yeah, again, 
I've never really played a Kingdom Hearts game. I may pick this one up because it looks interesting to me and there's just so much hype around it that I may think Yeah, I had a roommate that played it um, and he loved the entire series and all of them. And I knew that when I was younger that when they first came out, it was pretty hyped and they played it. And I know it's still a thing and, and people just love the atmosphere when they combine all these characters to meet them up. You know, it's kind of like, it's like Smash. Like when you get all these characters together and then like Kingdom Hearts tells a story on top of it, it's just kind of a cool world that they build for the players. Uh, once again, another safe bet. There's yeah. there's a crowd for it. We'll so. see when we get it. And that's not an exclusive or anything. Not being all systems, but we'll see. That's kind of one of the games that, like, I don't know, six, seven out of ten hype. I mean, it's kind of growing on me as it goes on because there's so many people are excited about it. They're showing so much, and it just looks like a really good game. But again, always has a good crowd. Yeah. Um. Thumbs and up. after that, as far as I remember, um. Death they Stranding. Jumped in the Death Stranding. And Which not, was the most confusing trailer ever. I'm not going to explain it to you at all. I mean, like he said, it looked like a walking simulator to me, pretty much, is all we saw them doing. <laughs> it, it was like how to very, throw different amounts of weight on your back yep. and then lose it in a stream of some sort. Yeah, I mean, it's a very beautiful game. Huge yeah. world. It looks awesome. All the graphics look so lifelike when you're seeing Normus's face and stuff kind of like that. So go watch this trailer. I don't think there's really much point of really talking too much about it. You can't take is. much from it, to be honest. It was cinematic pretty much the whole time. There was not a whole lot they offered you. Um, and once again, no information they gave you. <laughs> there's, you got a little bit of the story, but you're like, I don't understand what the enemy is uh, do you i don't understand if it's no, like a world it, hopping kind of like a stranger things vibe going with the upside down and the normal reality i don't know i have no idea so it, it's definitely shaping up to be a very interesting game and i think this game is still a ways out i think this is the farthest out of all the games to show which isn't too for sure crazy to think that's kind of when this was announced last year they kind of said that this is a ways out I think but you can tell that when they give a trailer like this that doesn't offer the viewers a lot to look at you can tell that it's going to be like i mean look at the elder scrolls 6 trailer well that didn't even get named I mean, that's, <laughs> right that's yeah. four years out at least so i mean when you get a trailer like this that doesn't offer a lot for you uh, you can tell it's just it's pretty much not in the pipeline right away so no um and then after that as far as i don't think there's anything in between it or anything kind of like that they jumped right i think this maybe this is where kingdom Hearts came in we may be screwing up the order but they ended the show with Spider-Man. And god damn do I have to say this game looks amazing. Seeing this is a an extended um, gameplay session. You saw the combat. You saw the QTEs in it. It looks so smooth. You see a wide variety of villains. I love the kind of approach. It took the Spider-Man with a lot more lighthearted. He kind of said that they took kind of a little bit of a heart from the MCU with that more lighthearted and fun kind of Spider-Man that I love to see. And goddamn, is this game going to be amazing. And it is so close. I mean, we're still a couple months away, but this is so close. And I'm so excited for this. And I'm probably 9 out of 10 hype for this. I mean, Last of Us just holds a place in my heart that nothing else can really ever touch. But <laughs> this is probably, outside of the Fallout 76, the number two game I'm looking forward to this fall. And I think that's with a lot of people. You know, it seems like... You go, you go to other podcasts out there. All of them are talking about Spider-Man because this is a game that hasn't come out for a long time. This is a time for people that haven't played a Spider-Man game to jump into the series. This is for a time for people that have played a Spider-Man game 
to jump back into the series and relive those those times that they had when they were kids playing the game. I mean, yeah. this is an open world. Uh, yeah, there's there's mission driven. It's what you see, what you would expect out of a Marvel video game. At the same time, you have a lot of freedoms, and I'm sure there's going to be cool little side quests like, oh, this person stole my purse, chase that robber down, or somebody is is stranded in water, go save them. There's going to be cool, you know, active environments like that in this game, and it's going to be playable for a long time. Yeah, you're always going to run into something. I guarantee it. Yeah, and a little bit on uh, kind of that trailer. You can go watch it anywhere on YouTube. It'll be all over by this point. So it starts on the raft, and they are chasing after... I can't think of what the electric villain's name is, actually. I think it was Electrode. Yeah, Electrode, something kind of like that. They show him, and then he ends up releasing all the villains in the place, which include the Rhino, the Vulture, um, Scorpion, Uh, Scorpion. Scorpio and Dr. Negative all show up as kind of like a five-man squad and then they reference a kind of huge reveal yeah kind of an organizer all that and they teased it towards the end of the trailer um whoever it is kind of showed up last seconds he looks up and says it's you so I'm assuming that these are going to be the six big villains of the game and more or less you kind of go through the boss fights as it goes it's probably very early on the game setting up the story then you go through taking each one on one and one to the final boss usually how it goes but i think this is such a good wide variety and such a fun cast of villains the gameplay looks so smooth and beautiful and this is a my hype's only nine out of ten but this is the ten out of ten must buy if you are looking for a great single player game coming out this fall this is action-packed. I mean, you can't go wrong. Combat's fast-paced, completely different from uh, Ghost... Ghost... Uh, what was it Tushima. called? Ghost of Tsushima. This is a completely fast-paced, you know, ability game. You got so many different combos to pull off. You know, once again, I mentioned this before, you get an Assassin's Creed vibe with just so much going on. People just coming in around you. Um, you can seamlessly cross the landscape of uh new york city i believe it takes but manhattan you can't go wrong this is your open world go to the top of a skyscraper dive off and then save yourself last second with your webs and go save the old lady and this is going to be a great game yeah i definitely can't take away from it that death stranding and last of us is still ways out spider-man looks like an absolutely incredible game and ghost of tashima is going to be much more niche niche than I originally thought. It's kind of my big takeaways from the core four games. We saw the other Absolutely. little things here. And throughout all of the different game reveals and stuff like that, they did do everything that there's kind of like the little crossovers was made in Dreams. So for those of you that don't know, Dreams is another PlayStation exclusive. That is pretty much a game developing game. So we can go in there and create music, create little playable stages and all kind of stuff like that. I think it was such a great way to really show the wide variety of stuff that you can do with Dreams. So when you're going back and watching a watch dog or anything, all those little graphics with like the banana and stuff like that, when we're kind of asking, that's all made inside a game and put onto the stage, which I think is such a cool way of showing off the wide variety of what you can do. And that's going to be an incredibly niche game, but a lot of people could end up liking that a lot more than they originally thought. One thing we forgot to touch on, they teased Control. Oh, yes. This What is- a game. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so this is a 2019. They did give us a date. And it was by 505 Games and uh, Rehab or something like that for the other developer. 
And this looked like a really kind of mind fuck game. I'm just yeah, this is like Psychosis 101. Yeah, I mean, a lot of like dull sounds, bright light. Yeah, it's like the Evil it. Within type of atmosphere. Yes, and this looked a lot more interesting. They showed gameplay, but they didn't give you too much. I mean, the woman you're controlling has some kind of powers or something like that. Like they didn't really give you much information behind it. None of these games were really explained. It was nothing but pretty much trailers the entire time. Which I did appreciate. I mean, with only being an hour and ten minute conference, you kind of expect that because what else are you going to kind of do? Rather you do that time? than fill it in with you know slideshows of crap and and weird musicians, you know. So Control is another really kind of interesting game that is coming out twenty nineteen. So I'm happy we got at least a couple release dates and some of the smaller stuff. It may not be at some of the big game. That's definitely another yeah, game yeah. that I recommend go checking out, and it looked really interesting and. Maybe it'll be, it looks like it'll be a small experience that you could pick up and definitely have a fun with. For sure, for sure. But yeah, I love that alternate reality stuff. It's so good. Um, not a lot of multiplayer again for Sony. Um, I don't know if that's not surprising for some of you. Uh, they seem to hit home with God of War, so I think they're just going to ride the single player train and, uh, and roll with that market, which is completely all right. Well, yeah, and it's not wrong with that market. They have plenty of multiplayer games just developing by third parties, and they feel that by focusing on the on the single players and kind of their four first-party games that they're going to be doing well enough with that. And in these games that they have announced, this is going to wrap up probably the PS4, um, hands down. I, I don't expect them to, as a studio, come out with uh, this more announcements yeah, before the PS5 is released. So for those of you that are excited for the PS5, you can probably expect something like announced 2020, maybe next year at the very earliest. Yeah, next year um, I, I wouldn't like expect anything at E3. But... Two or something, which will definitely be next gen. Absolutely. But so. I think that's going to kind of wrap up our post-show coverage kind of for the Sony P uh, the E3 Sony press conference for 2018. This is going to be the last conference that we do cover for this E3. On Thursday, we will probably be doing our wrap-up talking about our game of the show, our favorite conferences, and all the kind of things we missed from the PC show the PC game show, the Square Enix conference, the Devolver conference, the Nintendo conference, and all that kind of stuff tomorrow that we didn't get a chance to kind of talk about live. So tune into that on 6.30 Central Time, as always, on twitch.tv slash Project Esports Podcast. And I want to thank you very much for kind of tuning in with me today, Hayden. Dylan kind of backed out last second, so you definitely kind of saved my ass hopping in the last <laughs> minute. And it was definitely a lot more fun to be watching this along with someone than just alone and kind of talking to myself. So thank you All very good. much for that. I mean, do you have any... I know you said you kind of lead to Twitter. Is there any social media or anything you want to call out if people follow you that? Or are you just good with kind of showing up? No, I've, I've gone like full off the radar Buddhist and just... I only have Snapchat. All right. Well, thank <laughs> so. you very much. And again, if you want to smash that follow button up on the Twitch channel, leave a comment on YouTube, leave a review on uh, any podcasting service. Every single, single thing means so much to us. But that is going to be all for the Project Esports podcast for the Sony E3 2018 podcast for the press conference. Jesus. Thank you very much. I will see you guys on Thursday. And don't forget that the um, normal podcast episode will still go live tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Central Time on all podcasting platforms with a YouTube video following soon after. I will see you guys later. And thank you for tuning in with us for this E3 2018. Peace.